Well, my countdown clock stopped. Actually, I think it's the uh, stream settings. We've got a lot of people on the internet this afternoon. Hi, everybody. My name is Dr. Missy. Welcome to the 15-Minute Rev. I hope you guys are having a great week. We work you into your weekend. This reminds me. Hi, guys. Good afternoon. Reminds me I went, when I used to work in radio. I used to work for Magic 95 FM, and it was just a lot of fun. I uh, learned a whole lot of things, and it's almost like God took me full circle to teach me all about the entertainment industry and different things, but he's allowed me to work in many different facets of it. Um, I guess it's for now. <laughs> I guess it's for now. Anyway, I've got some great uh, information for you today regarding what God is saying for you, uh, moving you into your weekend. I hope you guys have had a great week again. I'm again, I'm Dr. Missy Hood. Welcome to the 15-Minute Rev. We rev you up for the week, and then we try to rev you up for the weekend. Um, a lot of interesting things happening, actually. I, I actually got a phone call yesterday. Let me tell you what happened yesterday. I have a dear friend, and I can't say his name on here, um, but he's he's involved with the NBA and the NFL. <clears throat> Just to give you kind of an insight into his caliber. Um, he's a strong Christian, strong Christian. Uh, he loves kids, absolutely loves, loves, loves children. And he's an author. Um, he goes out of his way to donate his time for the Jewish community, uh, is for and the kids, for children to the max. And he wrote a wonderful book. And I can't tell you the name of the book because I, I can't tell his name on here. But this is the state of the church right now. Let me let me just because we're he and I are dealing with some of the same things, actually. But he called me yesterday and he was really a little bit discouraged because he goes and he does these programs for children and where they come in and they they show these kids so much love and they show them uh, they teach about the the concepts behind his book, which are Christian concepts teaching about morals and integrity and how to bring uh, the children back into the love of God. <clears throat> then he took it into a Catholic school to try to set them up for a program because he does a lot of different programs there and in different schools around his area. And their excuse was, I'm sorry, but the contents of your book are too deep. The concepts are too deep for our kids. And he goes, what the heck is up with that? <laughs> he said, what is up with that? And I said, well, what they meant to say, so-and-so is that they don't want you to bring truth into this education system because they're all living a lie. And what you're doing is you're taking on the, the system. What do they call it? You're taking on the, the found, not the foundation, but the system, basically you're taking on the system. And, and it's almost like God using my vessel right now, like Jonah to take on the system of this religious structure of the church. <clears throat> and that's how screwed up the church is. That's how screwed up a Christian church, a Catholic church who wouldn't allow him to come in and teach morals and, and, and in, in a way that's not like in your face with uh, the gospel. It was very it's, it's a really wonderful program in the way he uh, conducts it and teaches it. <clears throat> but it's a hypocrisy. It's a complete hypocrisy of the way love is supposed to operate and the truth is supposed to operate. But this is the time in which we now live. And so if you don't think God is serious about what he's trying to do to bring the turnaround, I mean, and, and, and it's from the top down. It's especially in the government mountain and the church mountain. They hit us in the most, uh, the most prolific places because they knew it would make the hardest ramifications. And so 
So, and they also knew the church wasn't going to go along with their program. So, of course, they've got to get the church uh, manipulated and forcefully manipulated, if you will, at that, by threatening them with their 501c3s and things like that. And by the way, if you guys aren't aware of the 508c1, I'm not trying to tout this on here. Go call a good friend of mine named Dan Peterson. He heads it up out of Washington State. You need to get into a 508c1 away from the 501c3 because it gives you a voice on the airways. It gives you a voice... Uh, apart from the the political or the politicization of the 501c3 and you actually can say what you think you can speak the truth so go check him out he's on the internet uh he's with helping hands go check him out he's a great he's an awesome man of god but anyway this is the state of the church this is where we're at this is where we're heading and uh but where are you heading where are you heading and what's the title for today um i was actually very encouraged when we did our team teaching today, but also the way it led into the 15-minute rabbit today. And it's called Keeping Promises. It's all turning around, stepping up into solidified power. If you've been feeling the last three days like your foundation has been solidified, it's gotten firmer, for those of you who have been obedient, you would be correct. You'd be very, very correct because God has now had us step into a new place and we're actually crossing over. But God is allowing the warfare to ratchet up as he's amping up or preparing the body for entering into C2 for this year. Remember in my last rev, he told us that for the obedient, it was going to go as smooth as butter for you. As smooth as butter. For the disobedient, not so well. Not so well. And it's because we've also hit a new level, a new dimension in Christ that has way different spiritual laws way different hey james long time no see but it's got way different spiritual laws and I'm, I'm sorry if my background is so busy i didn't realize it'd be so busy for you guys i'm just trying to focus on the message i guess but um way different spiritual laws um the laws actually are so uh they're so different that what they're basically the requirements that i'm seeing is that god is articulating it like when he's leading us as a cloud by day a pillar of fire by night but with each new level, the road gets more narrow. It gets more narrower for us to travel on, which means you have to adhere to God's ways in a way you've never done it before. Hi, Joyce. It's good, after- good afternoon, everybody. Happy Friday. It's great to see everybody. Always like visiting with you guys and meeting up with you guys on Tuesdays and Fridays. It's great to see everybody. Hope you're having a great week. But we're on a new level now. We're- the requirements of maintaining this position and moving on ahead in time are more strict if you will it's more strict um and so when god says to move with him in time to do exactly what he's telling you to do hello moses you don't want to pull a moses in this season you don't want to pull a moses you don't want to strike the rock twice if you strike it the first time you're going to get rivers of living water if you strike it the second time you won't enter into new land so the first time moses struck the rock He was striking it in obedience and obeying the spirit, following the spirit of God. When he struck it the second time, he struck it. When he struck it twice, he struck it in the flesh. He did things his own way. So those are the two streams that we are identifying in the body right now with this conversation today. You're in one of two streams. You're either flowing in the stream of the spirit, moving with those who are operating in a spirit of trust into their promised lands, or you're operating in the flesh. 
and you will miss out on everything God's got for you. You're stuck underneath an apparatus of religion. And so God is desperately trying to get people to listen to him in this hour. And he's trying to get you into the glory. But the enemy is hell bent on keeping you out. They're pretty much, they're pretty serious. They're as serious as you are. That's why the witchcraft is ratcheting up. <clears throat> and in this place, God's needs for us to be free from all condemnation of man, which is why we have to also get clean. So let me, let me rephrase that. In this new place, <clears throat> remember when Jesus went out into the wilderness and the devil came to Jesus and he said, are you really who you say you are? Are you really God's child? Are you really the son of God? Because if you are, why don't you just jump off this house? Just go jump off this house. And I would have told him to take a long walk off a short pier. Do that. Go. Just go. You go. You go take a long walk off a short pier. I don't have to listen to you. But that's the that's the new season that we're now entering in right now. where We're having to learn what stream we're operating in. Now, if you're fear filled, there's no fear in love. <clears throat> Pardon me. And let me let me encourage you too by saying this. I think a lot of people kind of get freaked out because when I say there are two streams, you're in one of two streams, they're like, ah, what stream am I, am I in? Um, if you're losing firepower, that's a pretty good indicator. That's a pretty good indicator of what stream you're in. That means you need to get on the stick, get some deliverance, and allow God to help you up out of the old and into the new. Because God wants us to be ready for the times that we're in. It's also, I think, what I'm seeing, too, is that in order to transition, everybody thinks they're fine, by the way. Everybody seems to think they're fine because everybody seems to. And then the Bible said this, too. In the end times, we'd be just doing things as usual. A lot of people would be getting married, drinking, partying, just like nothing was going on. And <clears throat> nobody really knows what time it is. We know it's late. I don't believe we're in the last seconds. The first glory lasted almost 100 years. We've got a double portion of the second glory, so you can kind of go figure. Kat Kerr said she saw 150 years into the future. There was still yet no return of Christ then. So, I mean, who knows? Only God knows. But still, we're still called to be obedient to the Father when he tells us to do things. And I believe this hour, he's focusing on the spirit of religion and getting people free from the flesh and getting them up into the spirit as the pure, spotless bride. If they will listen. So the enemy's trying to challenge us to find out if we're really who we say we are. And what we're seeing is a lot of the flesh right now in this hour, a lot of the flesh of leaders, a lot of the flesh of the sheep, where there's jealousy, seething anger released by those stuck underneath the spirit of Jezebel or religion. She's the mother of religion. Out of fear and panic, because so many thought they had it so right. Remember, the prophets, when they started this out, they were... Two streams of prophets still are. Some have switched streams. Some have gone way far off rogue. <laughs> and they're like, mm. and um, so we're finding at the beginning, if you stayed true to God and you stayed with the truth, I call them the truthers, the truth prophets, where they heard God say, 45 is coming back. They heard God say these things were fixing to happen. And then we all entered into this trust test. Okay. And all throughout the test, I don't know about you. I'm very, very loyal like this. Um, if God tells me something, and, and I only veered once, and God jerked, jerked my chain, really. And he said, get back into faith. And so I had to get back on topic and 
get back into my my positioning of faith and and it and it really challenged me it really i don't know about you it really challenged me because i'm thinking okay we don't see this and this is like two years ago by the way two years ago i thought we don't see this yet i don't sense this yet and and then we stepped into this huge trust test this huge faith test as a nation where we were learning to have to believe god even despite what we saw despite what we didn't feel or sense or didn't see we were just having to go strictly by the word of god by the prophetic word that he was telling us so we have entered into a prophetic test of trusting god and learning to walk by faith and not by sight i talked to you a little bit about that on tuesday the prophetic word that came out of sharona 2022 as well as kent christmas they're all saying the same thing if they're truth prophets and so that's the stream of truth that god has now had to step up into if you're still stuck in your flesh, you're over here in your flesh. You're stuck on your in your emotions, and you're stuck in all this stuff where God has to prove himself. God has moved on. The cloud has moved on. There's not grace for that anymore. That's an old wineskin. It's an old season. We've transitioned out. We're still in the process of crossing over right now. You need to be there. If you're not there, you need to get free from you. You need to get into deliverance to deal with your fear, doubt, unbelief, discouragement, depression, hopelessness, despair, all red flags of witchcraft, by the way. So we've got these two camps now in the church standing up, and both are determined and demanding that they're right. But I'm not, I'm not trying to prove anything to anybody. I'm just telling you God's going to prove himself. I don't have to prove God. And the proof is in the pudding where the lack of firepower is starting to show up on the scene where people thought that they had it so together. If something's of God, you can't stop it. If it's your blessings, if it's your calling, if it's the anointing of God, if he's with you, who can be against you? And so we're already seeing that part of the prophetic word manifest where different ministries are losing firepower, different leaders, different sheep. And they, where there was once grace for what they used to do and think and be and how they used to behave, there's no more grace for that anymore. Truth is now in the room and judgment's right behind it because he's doing hard inspections. We're moving on. So we've stepped into a place where all the obstacles are now being removed that have hindered our advancement in past seasons. It's the place of solidification, solid ground. <clears throat> and we're fighting against those. Actually, I'm not. I don't, I don't want to fight. I'm going to let the Lord fight the battle against those demanding to wear plastic or wear a mask and stay in, in religion because our truth is making them very very uncomfortable in this hour because they've never had to face themselves before so their fear is through the roof almost on overload so they're lashing out at those forcing them to step into this new place that's not my problem your insecurities or things that you've chosen to stay stuck in are not my problem and so really what it boils down to to me is pride <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, it's pride. It's the same spirit the devil operates in. And if you didn't hear John Kilpatrick's message, he was talking about pride being a spirit that we're always going to have to contend with as we move throughout our journey. It's the one thing we can't get delivered from. So you're going to have to strike it down. Pride is a spirit. Who is pride? <laughs> the devil. It's the devil. But pride goes before a fall. Go check out his sermon on that. So I'm going to go into a vision that I had. And 
Yesterday I was seeking the Lord and I had I saw this very dark place spiritually. And I saw a, a building to my left and like you see the outline of this highlighted little webcam thing that's like electric on here. The windows were electrified like that. And in the windows there were light bears. <clears throat> and they'd stepped up to their destiny, their places of opportunity. And they're now being released out into the darkness for others to find their way back home, their way back to God's heart. And so many people are so in the dark, they have zero clue as to what these light bearers are called to do because they look so different from the old wine. <clears throat> we look so different from the old move. And so because of all, and this is the biggest part of the test, because of the lack of integrity of leaders, thank you, leaders who have no integrity. You have made it really hard for the sheep to trust these days. Um, but because of leaders in the past praying, P-R-E-Y-I-N-G on the sheep and taking advantage of them, which was strategically put in place by the devil, by the way, it made it very hard for the sheep to step into, it's making it very hard for them to step into this new move because of lack of trust. They don't know who to believe. They don't know. They don't trust anymore. They want, they want proof in the pudding. But the problem is, is that God is still calling every one of us to step forward on blind faith, regardless of how you feel, regardless of past experience. He's calling us and saying, if you trust me, it, you're just going to have to go by what you've known me to be in past seasons to you. Because I'm not like you, says the Lord. I'm not like man. I'm not a God that I would lie. So he's trying to teach us to take him at his word. Okay, that's the new season we've stepped into. Following him as a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Stepping into this prophetic place where we are moving from faith to faith and glory to glory. And learning to step into new dimensions of God that we've never been in before. So the second part, let me say this. He gave me this song and, and the Lord said, we're, a lot of us have been waiting. We've been waiting and waiting and, and we're just like, golly, Lord, when, 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 when? And there's a song out there called God is in the waiting. And it says, take courage, my heart. Stand, stand steadfast, my soul. God is in the waiting. He's in this test while he unfolds this new battle plan. Do you not understand that this new move is a battle plan? <clears throat> It's a way to get you into preservation and to help you step into destiny. So the vision continued. Let's go back into the vision. As more light bearers were being released, I saw the entire darkness become illuminated with complete glory so that society could begin to see the way in which they should walk. And I saw buildings become illuminated. And I saw streets begin to be lit up with glory. And the sun, S-O-N, was beginning to shine again across our nation. You see, when God, when the enemy gets used to God operating in a pattern, he tries to copy it. But God has to do things a brand new way. The problem is, are you going to trust the spirit of the living God, the spirit of love, to bring you into the way of Yahweh, the new way? He doesn't change. God doesn't change, but he will change his strategies. So this is up to us. He's coming back for sons and daughters of Issachar, knowing the signs and the times. We're called to be expert timekeepers 
were called to be able to operate with him in heavenly places, be seated beside him in heavenly places, Colossians 3, 1 through 3. And then we're called to keep time. Keep time. Well, how do you keep time? You learn to follow a holy God because he knows the signs and the times himself. He knows what time it is. He didn't even live in time. You do. We're the ones stuck and hindered by time, but he moves inside and outside of time to help you into the divine. So this is where we're moving into. I see an entire troop of warriors coming out from amongst the darkness to illuminate their atmospheres for Christ with mega firepower, mega firepower. And not any witch or Satanist, wizard, warlock, sorcerer, all powers of darkness can stop the light that's coming forth right now. And they're, they're freaking out. They are so freaking. They watch this show. Hi, how are you? But they watch this. They try to learn from me. But the problem is, is you can't tag lock connect onto the power of God. You can't. In this new move, thank you, Holy Spirit. You cannot do anything and sneak in through any back doors. You have to come in through the front door. You have to follow protocol because God's a God of order. <clears throat> and every one of us are having to do it this new way. It's having to line upon line, precept upon precept, getting free from you in order to have resurrection power. And if you think you're going to steal or whatever or come in through the back door like a thief, the Lord says, watch me. I'll shut you down every time. I have a way that I do things and my ways aren't man's ways. Every child of God will enter into the heart of God the same way. Through Christ first as the bridge. You can't come across the bridge without Jesus. And then you're going to learn my protocols, says the Lord. You're going to learn the way back to love. Like I've always done it before, before you stepped away from truth. He's bringing, back, bringing us back into all truth. And the Lord says the good news for you obedient people and the disobedient, by the way, is that as we step over into this Passover season, um, he asked me this question. He said, Missy, what season are you in? And I said, um, Passover? And he said, correct. And he goes, and what did I do during Passover? And I said, you died on a cross for us. And he said, correct. What was the last thing I conquered? And I said, death. And he said, correct. He said, that's the spirit that's coming at you in this season. It's, and, and it was Sharona 2023 that stated, because God shows me bits and pieces of how he moves. And he, um, in there, then I listened to other prophets and stuff like that. And he puts all the puzzle pieces together. And he was talking about, now we're all in a crossing overseas, and I covered that on Tuesday. And we're crossing our Jordans. We're in transition. Um, but we're also having to learn <clears throat> how to strike down the spirit of death in the way it comes at our dreams, and the way it comes at our thoughts, or our faith, our belief, our confidence, our knower, our ability, to, our gifts, our fivefold giftings, everything. We're striking down the way the spirit of death is being released to the occult. But it's also part of the season. As you're getting prepped to enter into C2. Okay. This whole time between now and April 30th is a prepping time to prepare you to learn to take your hardest test of the year, which is C2. It's where you have to battle strange fire versus Holy Ghost fire. You choose life or you choose death. And you have to learn to strike things down and cast things down that try to exalt themselves above the throne of God, lest you get stuck in some level of C2 or on this dimension, or you get to go around the mountain again. So you're going to have to learn these concepts that God is teaching you, these tools, if you want to keep going forward. 
and moving into your promised lands, into blessing, into firepower, into preservation. How do you overcome the spirit of death, though? You have to know how the devil uses people, for one. That's your first strategy. And then you've got to know where it's operating from. Like, we know it's operating from the government mountain and the church mountain right now. It's actually in all seven. But those are the two most prevalent places we can identify where the spirit of death is at. What happens at the head trickles down like the oil on the beard of Aaron. It's made itself into the highest place in the nation. Bringing it home, where is it operating in your life? Can you be honest with yourself and honest with the Holy God to say, you know what, I'm, I've got issues with these emotions and I've got issues with these patterns of behavior? Because the church has, has gotten so judgmental that it's forgotten grace. It's forgotten how to be honest with God when he already knows our hearts. <laughs> that is so ridiculously stupid to me. Thinking that he would not hold us and say, Hey, I want you to clean this up. We're doing things a new way. And in order to do and operate in this new place, you're going to have to get cleaned up to be come up in resurrection power. So to overcome death at high levels, we have to step into God's spirit at very high levels. It's the spirit of life with all of its fruit. Okay. What are the fruit of the spirit? These are the fruit of God's spirit and what, what they can do for us. The life led by the spirit in contrast with the life of the sinful nature has these markers. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, long suffering and self-control. Let me stress the self-control. And let me differentiate between self-control and telling the truth. A lot of people think, oh, you need to, you need to bridle that. You just not, you don't need to confront that. You need to let God. No, actually, you're wrong. You're very wrong. You're underneath the spirit of religion. You need to get delivered. Because in this hour, truth is coming into the room. How else would you get free otherwise? Unless the truthers aren't stepping up and speaking out. And we're not angry people. We're not. The truth just makes you uncomfortable. And that's your way of shutting us down. I'm not budging. I'm not intimidated. I'm standing in all truth. Love it or leave it. You can stay stuck. It's not my problem. It's your own prerogative. But this season, God says it would be prudent for any believer to stand in and be hungry for the truth. We're called to be lovers of truth. Okay? So it's wise. It's the wise that seek out the truth. But it also stated in the end times, they wouldn't be able to handle sound doctrine. That would be truth. So that's why our society wants to shut the truth down. That's why the church wants to shut the truth down. And God is looking for truthers. He's looking for people who refuse to compromise on truth. You don't want it watered down. I don't want the gospel watered down. I don't want some leader who won't hold people accountable, especially themselves. I want people who are going to walk the same walk my Jesus walked in. And I want him to come in in all truth. It may hurt me sometimes. I don't care. If, you're, if you have integrity... I can receive from you. No one's expecting perfection, but we do expect integrity and righteousness, not compromise. So how many of you have had a hard time being ruled by your emotions as of late? It took me a quick second. I was struggling. Um, and it's because of all the attacks and the attacks of death. 
and not being able to recognize the season that we just stepped into. So as you start transitioning over, it's hard to recognize what's going on around us at all times, especially as we move into the next dimension. Hello, we're getting prepped for C2, which brings me to Exodus 12, 23. <clears throat> it talks about the feast of unleavened bread. Stay with me. It states, take a cluster of hyssop, dip it into the blood in the basin and brush the blood on the top and the sides of the doorframe. None of you shall go out of this, of this house until morning. When the Lord passes through, strike down the Egyptians. He will see the blood on the top and the sides of the doorframe and will pass over that doorway. And he will not allow the destroyer to enter your house and strike you down. You are to keep this command as a permanent statute for you and your descendants. I believe the blood is the salvation experience with Jesus. I believe that death has been released into our atmosphere right now as a nation. I believe it's the Lord himself coming in to inspect people with all truth. And I don't care what people think. This is really what I sense by the Spirit is that God does not have a choice but to judge people when they've been given a time allotment to align and they've chosen to do things their own way. Now, I'm not saying everybody's going to go off and die and all the other stuff. I don't know. I just know that that's what's being prophesied as well. And God's showing me the same thing. But this is a very, very different season from any other season in history. And God, I believe, is trying to find out what stream are you choosing to operate in. Father, I take authority over this witchcraft coming at me right now. Hang on. And Lord, if it's not God's will, God's truth, spirit of truth, let it just fall to the ground. Limitations 3, 37 to 38. You're out of their jurisdiction. Nullified. Thank you, God. Reinstating my normal. John 21. Genesis 1, 1 31. But we're in a different season and God has got two streams flowing. He's trying to make us make a choice. Which master do you serve? Do you serve yourself? Do you serve the devil? Are you a treasonous or are you truly a lover of God? Do you stand up in all truth against all the odds, no matter what it costs you? Love will cost you something. And if you know anything about the outer courts, the outer courts representing all the bloodlines and the, the 12 gates that represent all the bloodlines around the world, anybody can come through those gates to Christ. Anybody but if you know anything about the 12 disciples, they handle the spirit of the 12 disciples, handle the 12 inner court gates. So it's the elders that makes up the 24 elders. And it's the spirits of the 12 tribes of Israel, the leaders there. And then you've got the seven inner court, but not everybody chose to walk with Jesus and get to know him intimately. Only those 12. And they had to have a heart like David. They had to choose to do things his way if they wanted to be in Jesus' inner circle because he'd call them out. When you walk that close to somebody and you know he's God, I'm telling you, a lot of you people think that you know God and you're still walking in your flesh thinking he's just giving the grace, the greasy grace clause to you. And God's like, no, you're not coming near me. I don't want you in my inner circle. Not like the way you, some of you behave. A lot of people behave like hell behind the scenes and thinks he's going to bless them publicly and he's like I'm not, i see what you do i see what you say i see the covenants you broke and i see what you've done i see it all says the lord and this is the season where i'm holding everybody accountable it's a different season it has different mandates in order to go higher you have to adhere to the mandates on this level father i take authority 
Lord, if you didn't speak this stuff, shatter it, Exodus 32, 19. Thank you, God. Veto, Luke 22, 42. They have zero rights to legislate in my part of kingdom. Identified, 1 Kings 1, 14, vetoed. Overruled, overturned, Acts 24, 14. Thank you, God. Besides, they have zero rights to touch my vessel. It's not their calling or their gifts. Identified, strike it down, Job 36, 32. So we're as front runners now, we're moving into a place of being aligned with love, true love, kind of like a rocket ship beginning to dock with a space station. If you're going to be, thank you, if you're going to participate in the latter glory. However, if there's any flesh left in your vessels and emotions, it can hinder you from getting connected. So this is the little bit of leaven that spoils the whole lump. They were talking about as death is starting to descend upon this nation. So it appears we're all having to deal with a few, few more flesh issues that are stopping our movement forward. And the testings that we're beginning to go through are the process of deliverance. And this is God's ways as he's beginning to move Christians out of their old lands of Egypt writing the blood on their gates, our doorposts. But just because God has written his blood doesn't mean that the spirit of death can't get to your mind. It's an entirely different matter to get to know the heart of a person versus their thinking. You understand that? Hold on. Come into agreement, please. Father, we take authority over all these word weapons that these people are releasing against this broadcast. We bless their head, their hands, their feet, and their mouths, Father. Bless them right back. Just bless them. Bless their head, their hands, their feet, and their mouth. Thank you, Lord. Bless all their court actions and all their lies, Lord. Colossians 2.14. We don't operate under the law. We operate under the spirit of grace. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. So, it's one thing to know somebody's heart, but it takes a while to get to know their thinking. Think about that. Because you can discern out of the heart... Well, the issues of life, okay? So you can kind of discern what's in somebody's heart right off the bat with your fivefold giftings. But to get to know somebody, to truly get to know somebody, you get to know their ways of thinking, their ways, which come with practicing it, like with the fruit of the Spirit, right? You practice and you operate the fruit of the Spirit. And just because you don't like the truth, <laughs> which I think is absolutely hilariously funny, when people try to make excuses for their own bad behaviors, thinking, God didn't care. He didn't care how I act. I've been a Christian for 30, 40, 50 years. I can act like hell all I want. It doesn't matter what you say. Who are you? I'm nobody. I I'm just serving at the pleasure of the king. But God's way will prevail because God is true to himself. He can't deny himself. When he tells you he's going to do something, he finishes what he starts. So we're entering into the latter glory. And entering in is not for the faint-hearted or the religious. Matter of fact, very few will enter in. Did you know that? Very few will actually house the glory. I did not know that until today. I was like, golly. When my friend told me about that school not allowing Christ in, the truth in, the reality hit me. Very few were going to enter into the glory. Which means when God said numbers don't matter, and some of you people who are so big and you think that you're going to be the next whoever, 
It's not about the numbers. It's not about creating another dead mausoleum. It's not. It's about getting people prepared who are serious about Jesus, who are passionate about love. They're passionate about truth and integrity, and they're not compromising anything. But very few will do that. And you know what else? Another reality hit me. The ones that don't are going to be the ones that hear, Lord, Lord, depart from me. I know you not. But Lord, I did miracles in your name. But God, I, I was an apostle. I had a, I had a $3 million ministry, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Did you know love? A lot of you are still so suck. I'm stupid. And I'm sorry, Jesse Duplantis, Pastor Reverend, Reverend Duplantis. Forgive me, sir. I'm not trying to use his statement, but he had it right. He had it. He, he said it best. You're so stuck on stupid. You cannot even listen for two seconds to realize time is late. You've got to get free from your flesh if you want to come up higher. And when I heard that, I heard that a few years ago when Lord started talking about that. And when I heard that, I thought, oh my gosh, I need to start looking at myself. God, is there any unclean thing in me? Which brings us to Leviticus 27, 14 through Numbers 1, 1 through 54. When you find it difficult to fulfill a promise. I just had this talk with one of my mentors this morning. It means, are you committed to the end? And she was telling me, Missy, are you committed? She's telling me, are you committed? I said, yeah, I'm, yes, ma'am, I'm committed. I think I'm committed because I was talking about, you know, how all these, this, the, what they call it, the system, the system coming at you when you, and I've had different leaders laugh. They're like, <laughs> who are you going to change people? Try to get them to come out from underneath the spirit of religion as though they're so proud that they're stuck there. How stupid are you? And I have to laugh right back and say, <laughs> better you than me. Since you're so arrogant like the devil on you. But you know, I have to really say this too. Because the last laugh is going to be on these people. And it's not a laughing matter. That's the problem. God has enough mercy in this hour. And, and I asked the Lord this just this morning. I said, God, there are so many. There are so many that don't want you. They don't want your truth. They don't want your ways. They're so busy watering it down and making excuses for bad behaviors. Whatever this block is, these word weapons trying to create these blocks, whatever targets they fit, shatter. Max, it is 32, 19. Rendered useless. Thank you, God. If God didn't speak it, veto. Luke 22, 42. Thank you, God. Reinstate the, the true. John 21, Genesis 1, 1 through 31. I see you people out there by the Spirit watch, watching. God bless you, man. Last laugh's going to be on you. In your arrogance and in your pride, just like the devil experienced before his fall. God will strike you down in this season. Do you not know what he's saying to you? Yet you act like a bunch of buffoons behind the scenes, acting like you're getting away with something when you're breaking so many spiritual laws right now. And God's like, I'm, I'm, you're the ones that are in my crosshairs right now. You're the ones that are in my crosshairs. So it makes you angry when I get on here and I tell you the truth in your face. I, whatever your issues are, God cares not. He doesn't care. He's no respecter of persons. But He's trying to give everybody the opportunity right now to come in and get cleaned up so that he can actually preserve them. He loves you that much. And I said, God, they don't love you that much. He said, yeah, but Missy, I want them all. He said that through one of our leaders today. He wants you all. He wants all of you. You're made in his image. And it's amazing to me how people 
think that they're him and they think that they've got it all figured out and it's like okay well you get what you get so in a moment where we find ourselves i mean this is what where we're heading into but be careful what you do and be careful what you've said in past seasons where you've been in moments of extreme joy or extreme grief or you've been coming out of a trial and you might have found yourself making God some promises to give God something valuable in return for his blessing. A vow. It's very serious to God because it's our vows and promises that cause us to make covenant. You're already in one with your salvation which God pays close attention to, especially leaders. In the Bible, we found the Israelites making promises and vows that it might have involved people when babies were born. It might have involved the produce that they grew or animals or their property. And if the person couldn't fulfill the vow, they couldn't back out of it, nor could they provide a substitute. Same would be true today. So you find the word valuation used 19 times in this particular book where God evaluated the promise keeper and the promise. And it can be very costly in our relationship with God when you break promises. Do you understand that? Lord's asking you in this season, do you keep your end of the bargain? Father, I just ask you to bless the head, the hands, the feet, and the mouths of these people, all these witches and Satanists. They all are. If you call yourself a Christian and you're praying witchcraft prayers, you might as well go join a coven. Just go join a coven. You're serving the enemy anyway. Knock yourself out. But do you keep your end of the bargain? Because in this day and time, so many are compensating and making excuses as to why they're behaving ungodly in an ungodly way and not keeping God's ways nor their part of covenant. Is this you? I can sense the level of irritation. I can sense it on the people watching. Maybe not over here. The truth offends. God didn't come to bring peace, by the way. Read your Bible. He came to divide mothers from fathers, sisters from brothers, the truth from a lie. He's cutting the sword. And the farther you get up from 8 o'clock on, on the clock, the sword becomes sharp. The Lord's sword becomes sharp. So our words are very truthful. And just because you don't like the truth doesn't mean it's going away. We need to make sure we can live with our decisions. And it behooves us to be careful in times of great sorrow and, and great joy, lest we make promises to God that we can't keep. Because sometimes our decisions can cost us our lives when God tells us to do certain things and we decide to do another. I had an, a friend of mine tell me the other day, I hope that that person can live with their decision. And I made the statement flippantly. I said, I hope they can do. I hope so, too. I'll be praying for them. No, 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 Missy, you don't understand. I hope that it was a prophetic statement. I hope that they can live with the decision that they're implementing in their life. Because if they don't, it can cost them their life. That's how serious some of our decisions are. Do you understand the hour for which we now walk in? The laws have changed on the level that we've stepped into. And I don't know any other way to try to get your attention to get you to take me seriously. <clears throat> God is not a God of fear. There's no fear in love. However, God must be true to himself. When he says new level, new devil, he actually should have stated, with all due respect, Lord, 
new level, new laws. The road gets more narrow. This is a very narrow place if you're choosing to step into the glory. You don't want to come in just any old way. Matter of fact, he won't let you in. He'll try to, he'll hold you back to preserve your life, to keep you from getting struck dead, Aaron's sons. So this is a season we've stepped into. And if you're at the lower levels and you make an agreement with the vessel at a higher level, you've just stepped into the spiritual laws operating on those levels. Do you not understand the severity of the hour? So God can't deny himself for his ways nor his laws. And if you break those laws, you open yourself up to the judgment of God or the consequences of your actions for having being so bold as to step into that level so frivolously. We need to be very careful about making promises or breaking promises with anyone this season. You don't know who's who to God. You don't know. I don't know. Or what level of spirit that they operate in. Because from here on out, this will not be doing church as usual. And God is saying, this is a time where I'm holding my people accountable as they choose to serve me or not. You can choose to serve yourself, but I'm not the one you answer to. But their actions will have severe ramifications if they choose to go their own way. But for the obedient, this stepping into these new levels in God's way will cause the lavishness of heaven to be manifested. So it pays to serve a holy God his way. Father, whatever those word weapons are, identifying the targets that have been targeted, we ask you, Father, to shatter their protections, activate Psalms 147.6. Thank you, God. I'm tired of dealing with the childishness of these people and their stupid spirit of religion. So the key here is how much of God you have versus how much of your flesh do you still battle. And if you know anything about the other part of this, it was talking about the book of Numbers with regard to this. And so the book of Numbers actually gets its name from Israel's numbering of its men of war. We're called to be a warring bride. And this is the book of transition. If you know anything about the book of Numbers, are we not in transition? Hmm. I hear you, God. I ask you, Father, if you didn't state that, what they did, I showed, I just, I'm addressing what they, you just showed me they did. If you didn't state that, Lord, I let it fall to the ground. Limitations 3, 30, 70, 38. Thank you. So God had to set aside an old generation because of their unbelief while preparing a new generation to inherit the promised land. It's also a book of wonderings where God made his people wonder in the wilderness for 40 years, which got them stuck because so many decided to do things their own way. Because they didn't believe God and their unbelief cost them their inheritance. See, God's not here to punish anybody. He's trying to bless you. He's trying to show you a way into preservation where the glory can cover you. When the glory covers you, it preserves you. But in order to come into the glory, you've got to let him rewrite your story and you've got to let him change some things about you. And it really, it, people are so easily offended these days. You cannot tell them truth for anything, especially in the church. Like, <gasps> they get all puffed up like a puffer fish. 
Who do you think you are? I'm just being who God called me to be? Just telling you a word? Where they had so readily accepted the truth in times past. But this is the what this is where we now stand. And so if you know anything else about the book of Hebrews, in the book of Hebrews it states, unless by faith you enter into your spiritual inheritance in Christ, you will wander in unbelief. That's another scripture. So the Lord's telling us if you do this, you're going to get this. He's trying to help us step into this new place. Hold on a second. Thank you. Just had to pray something real quick. Father, we thank you right now. When we refuse to acknowledge our carnalness, we become our own worst enemy by choosing to stay earthbound instead of allowing God to teach us to ascend into higher dimensions. And so when we come, we come against people or we come and we come across people's paths and we think, well, why can't they be loving? Why can't they be kind? Because people, if they don't know God, they don't know love. And if they don't know love, they can't give you what they don't have. And so we have a very loveless society now, a very loveless church. And so many people are so full of themselves that they think that they know more than God. And God's telling you, no, I see your heart. You don't see what I see. You've watered down the gospel so much that you've fallen back away from me. And yet you still keep trying to demand your right to come near a king. And I'm telling you, I'm not going to allow you to come near me any old way you, play, you, you, you desire. You have to dress according to the king's attire. And he's adamant about his protocol. So for those of you people out there thinking you're going to do what you're going to do, God said you might find yourself six feet under. Knock yourself out. That's what I say. So anyway, we can't have the things of the higher dimensions if we aren't willing to get rid of our earthbound behaviors and thinking. But I've been hearing the last two days for the obedient. It's turning around. It's turning around. So we're beginning to step into a new season where everything is turning around. Only if you're obedient. Which brings us to Mark 11, 1 through 26, which talks about honor. And if you know anything, when we wrap up our conversation today, the only time Jesus ever allowed him, or allowed the people of Israel to throw something in his honor was when he came in riding on a donkey. And he only did it for prophecy reasons. That was the only reason he ever allowed. He was so humble, but he didn't ever allow them to do that any other time because he hadn't been resurrected yet. But the, if you know anything about a donkey, the donkey is in fact a royal animal. It's a humble animal. And so it was a, Jesus came riding in on it as a royal celebration in his honor. However, the people still didn't get the message. They still didn't understand. And the Lord says, in this day and time, I'm coming and drawing near my body. And I'm trying to see whose hearts have been keeping true covenant with me. Who's bearing fruit? Who's able to step up into me and into destiny in a way that's pleasing to a king? The Lord says, so many demand to sing their own song. 
The Lord says, this isn't a sing-along. I'm not here to entertain you, and I'm not here to be entertained. The Lord says, I'm here to bring you into higher levels of me, which will bring you into destiny. If only you would see things the way I see. Then he moves into holiness. He speaks about holiness and the true heart condition. Does righteousness really adorn your house? Or is it self-righteousness? Your own ways. I see so many leaders right now, and they act so prideful, and they're like, oh, so-and-so, and and they start telling you about different things that they do, and they're know-it-alls. Do you realize that nobody that preaches the Word of God is an expert on preaching the Word of God? Do you know that? There are no experts on the Word of God, except for Jesus Christ himself. God himself because only God knows himself in the fullness. Not a, we just know in blippets. We just know in blippets. We get little blippets of revelation. And I hear so much pride and, and all these people judging all these other people. They're not, they're not operating in the fullness of God and they're not preaching the word of God correctly and blah, blah. What do you know? What do we know? What do we, any of us know? Except for what little bit of the, the place of revelation that he's shown us. And the other thing is, he showed me this this last week too. <clears throat> Why do you think it's your right to judge another person's presentation of the gospel? And I would think you had enough, you had more than enough to do, some of you. When the disciples did the same thing to Jesus, they said, Lord, Lord, they're preaching in your name. And God said, great. They're not against us. That means they're for us. Isn't that better? Isn't that better? They're at least preaching the gospel. They're preaching about love. But who are we to judge one another? I believe God is so sick and tired of people judging, the church judging. We weren't any more called to be judges than the man of the moon. Judge not, lest you be judged. But everybody's so full of pride, they think that they know more than God, and only God knows the heart. This is a part of true holiness. The latter is a part of self-righteousness, where we think more of ourselves than we ought. And today, we have a lot of leaders that are preying on people, not praying for people, P-R-E-Y-I-N-G. They prayed on God's sheep then, and they're doing the same thing now. That's just why God's drawing near to clean up his house. Where these leaders have used religion only to make money. Let me clue you in on something. The gospel's not for sale. Jesus is not for sale. Okay? He did it free then. He'll provide for you. He's your provider. He'll do it now. The problem is, is a lot of these people have made a business out of this, and this was never meant to be. Helping people was never meant to be a business. And that's actually why there are, few leaders that I really highly respect because except for the ones like Jesse Duplantis and Creflo Dollar and these men who don't rely on the donations of the people, they actually, God has blessed them in such a capacity that all those monies do is they go right back into the church to help God's people. That was the way I believe God meant for it to occur. I really do. This moves us into Psalms 46. 1 through 11, and it's talking about dramatic deliverance and how 
the mindsets of these people were dramatically changed because they were forced to have to start dealing with their own heart conditions. But they were only forced to deal with their heart conditions because of the late times that they lived in. They got so fear-filled. So many people were so in the flesh. They got so full of fear. They had no other choice but to run to God. And you know, that's a shame too. Why would you let God be your last choice? instead of maintaining the relationship to be your first choice. Because we're, I believe we're moving into an hour right now <clears throat> for those who have stayed with the Lord, who are moving in the stream of truth. You're coming into true authenticity, which is why the other stream doesn't get you. They don't get us. They think, oh, you couldn't be of God because they're so self-righteous. They think that they're, they're the only ones going to heaven. I could just vomit. But the whole thing is, is that the love, true love, love covers. I mean, it really does cover you and it really loves. It doesn't see other people through the eyes of flesh. It sees them or through the eyes of religion. It sees them through the eyes of love and, and love is blind. Love is blind to other people's faults. And so when I'm loving people, I'm not looking at what you've done. I, I, on here, I'm just speaking the truth as a prophetic decree, but I'm not looking at what you've done wrong. Although the truth might try to manipulate your thinking that way, or the spirit of Leviathan, to be honest with you. That's the enemy's way of getting you to shut down to make excuses for your dysfunction. But I'm exposing them left and right on here. And, and I'm telling all these witches and stuff, go knock yourself out, man. Take a long walk off a short pier. But this is an hour where true authenticity is coming to the forefront. You want to know why God's bringing true authenticity for it? He's bringing true authenticity forward because people are so sick of being lied to. They're so sick of being manipulated by government, by the church. But the only people they trust are people that are down to earth and authentic. God has a plan. God is a man with a plan. And he is way ahead of you. Way, way ahead. So those of you who are demanding to stay the same, God says you're not going to do very well in these days ahead because of your plasticness that you've demanded to stay underneath. Because it's not going to suit you very well. But for those who have decided to get free and come through, the Lord says everything's going to be made new. Everything. And nobody can stop you if you can get away from you. And so this psalm actually occurred and created a dramatic deliverance in a time when things were really changing and they were really threatening around people. Where those people had to focus their attention on God. And he was trying to train his people in this season to walk by the Spirit, not by the flesh. God has a plan. It was a time where we truly can do all things through God's resurrection power, the latter glory. He was trying to train them how to be co-creators. Co-creators with them, decreeing a thing, decreeing a thing, decreeing a thing. A spirit-filled people walking with prophetic insight from faith to faith and glory to glory, letting God move inside and outside of their time when they had need to keep them walking in the divine. And if you're walking in this place, the Lord says, you're walking under my feathers. I'm covering you with my feathers of preservation. However, if you choose to stay earthbound, you have no one but yourself to blame when things begin to go south for you. Going south 
is caused by dead apparatuses or their mindsets of death, which affects our actions and perception of God and his ways. Remember, I told you at the beginning of the conversation. Amen. There you go. You'll know their mind by their love. And, and it can so it can cause you to lose everything when you choose to stay outside of true love. And you want to know the truth about this? I, I, I consider myself very, extremely blessed, just extremely blessed to have been raised by two people who <clears throat> were a hub of love. They taught us not to judge people unless we walked a mile in their shoes. They taught us to be servants to other people. The love was never about me. I was not a lone island and never myself. But everything I did affected other people around me. They taught us to operate in the corporate anointing, which I didn't even know then, but that's what the military operates in. You're a team. Where we go when we go off. And you rejoice when those when they have joy and you grieve with those when they grieve because that's a family. That's the family of God. But the problem is we have so many people demanding to be uh, be all you can be. Be be your own man, be your own woman and it's all about me, all about me. I mean my mind. And so we have that in the church now too. So that same worldly mindset is coming to the church where it's a self-centeredness where people and then these leaders get frustrated, the good leaders get frustrated at these types of mentalities that bring it in. And it's like, take your showboating somewhere else. We're not building your dynasty. We're building kingdom. If you can't get on board, move on. That's what God's saying. And for the little hecklers on the side, God said, I'm fixing to shut the mouths of the dogs that have been wagging their tongues against me. Lord said, death is at some of your doors. You better get a grip on yourself. And you better check yourself at this door, says the Lord, because this door will cost you something. It costs Jesus everything. And for those who have decided to come up and through, the Lord says, out of the old and into the new, the Lord says, if you want resurrection power in this hour, you're going to leave yourself behind. And you're going to come up in my will and my ways, my way, not yours. But he will shut the mouths. All your hecklers, all of you who've been through these fiery testings and have people acting like they know so much more than God. The Lord says, the last laugh is on you. Because I will always be true to who I am, says the Lord. I cannot deny myself. Which moves us into Proverbs 10.23, where it states that a fool finds pleasure in wicked schemes. But a person of understanding delights in wisdom. I hope you're that person. You know, it, it's it's funny to me because I really do love helping people. I've loved, I've always been used like that by the Lord. I try. I mean, I do my best to help people. Um, and I've always gravitated towards people who are authentic, people who are down to earth, and they didn't have anything to prove. Uh, they just were loved. They just wanted to to show God to people. But I find myself drawn to people like that. I've always been drawn. And I'm finding that we have less and less of that in this day and hour because so many people are getting swept away by the spirit of the self-aggrandized thinking of it's all about me, all about me. But there's no room for anybody else in their life. How could there be? 
because they're the only one that demands to fill up their own room. And then they wonder why things have gone south for them. I hope that's not you. And I didn't mean to leave you with a heavy word on this Friday, but that's the word God gave me. Um, I hope that you are actually encouraged and knowing how good and how faithful God is. Let me leave you with this instead. Because I believe that God is trying to get us beyond our flesh, not just our flesh, but also our fivefold giftings and everything that we see in the natural. Um, he's trying to get us beyond me, beyond you, um, to where the only thing you're left with to believe in is God and his word. That's the only thing, that's the only thing you're going to be left with. Is God a God of his word to you? And do you believe him when he tells you things? That's the new place we've stepped into. It is not church as usual. Trust me, it is not church as usual. So with that, I'll leave you with that, guys. I hope you go have yourself a great weekend. I'm Dr. Missy Hood. Uh, we love you guys very, very much. If you need a church home, if you're a front runner too, consider emailing us at yeshuanavigator at gmail.com. If not, check us out on Monday Night Lives. Um, oh, good. Have a good time, James Corvito. Be safe. Stay safe. Uh, we'll be praying you up. But um, so check us out on Monday Night Lives. We try to open that up to the public. We were true to our word. We're trying to teach you. And actually, it might seem kind of juvenile to some of you older believers because it's not as mature as what some of you are used to. But we know what God is doing through the in Monday Night Lives is he's rebuilding your foundation <clears throat> because so many of the church have fallen away from the foundation of God and his truth. And so we're trying to rebuild your foundation. And then if you like what you see and you need more deliverance or whatever, consider joining and becoming a member. We'd love to have you. Um, and and we'll, you have access to so much more information at that point. Um, we actually take you through deliverance three days a, a week. It's Mondays, excuse me, yeah, Monday nights. Wednesdays, Fridays, but Fridays are for the veterans, so you have to wait a year to get into that. But it's so worth it. And then you have access to CR as well. But anyway, I'll leave you with that. Go check it out, Ezekiel'sWorld.com. But yeah, God's getting you back to the basics of love, and I hope you're joining him in that endeavor. So I love you. Go have yourself a great night. Bye bye.